Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bigfoot Zone, ECBRO. We want to invite you to share this podcast around, and also, if you have not done so, please take advantage and subscribe to this YouTube channel. That way, every time we go live or there's a new video that's uploaded, you get the notification. Don't forget, click that little bell icon. Thank you guys, and prepare for a new episode. The ECBRO Virginia Bigfoot Conference Sponsors Welcome back, guys. Well, <laughs> I, hope that, I hope that wasn't overdoing it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I like to, I like to get creative and have a little fun, and so. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad I finally guys uh, got you guys on here. This is awesome. Uh, I I think we're gonna have a great time uh, with our discussion and what we go over tonight. So, uh, and just for those viewing. Uh, as I tell you guys all the time, questions are welcome, and as I see them come up, I'll try my best to watch them. I'll pop them up on the screen, and then we'll go from there. Um, so we have Lyle and Tana Lots and Brandon uh, with us tonight from the twi uh, the twist yeah, the P Twisted Paranormal Society. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, did I yeah did I say that right? You got that right, bro. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, as much as I post it everywhere, I should memorize it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so anyway, guys, uh, I, I, to start off, I was debating on where I wanted to start with this. So, you know, um, I think we're going to get a little history. I want to get some history on you guys uh, before we go any further. 
Um, you guys have been doing paranormal research and investigations for a long time. I was wondering if you guys want to uh, kind of fill us in on what got you started and how, you know, what led up to all this. And yeah, just take it from there. I, I, whoever wants to start, I'll leave it up to you guys. So. Sure. Um, well, Twisted Paranormal Society came around in June, July 2011. So we are, what, getting ready to hit 12 years? Yeah. On this, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, it came together, My uh, Tana and I, we used to sit and watch um, paranormal shows a lot, and, you know, but we always had a, a, a passion with it, and it's like, we wanted to see if we could become a part of a team or something to see if we could enjoy what was going on and what we were watching, and, um you know, we, we checked some of the local teams in the area. Uh, they were full, and uh, we ended up getting some guidance from another fellow that uh, uh, helped us get our team going. And um, that's when the old Twisted Paranormal Society kicked into gear in September of, of 2011 is when we started doing investigations. And from that point on, we just kept going and going. And I think within... God, I, I was trying to keep track of investigations within like a two-year period. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, mm. hitting it, hitting yeah. it. And, um, you know, just trying to learn, trying to get ourselves, our foot in the door, get ourselves and learning everything that goes on. And um, so, really, that's where our start, I mean. Yours. My start, you know, really, I, it was just from the fascination of the field. Uh, I never really had anything happen. Um, I know Tonic and tell you a little bit different story and then O'Brien can tell you a little bit different story themselves um, as well when it goes to that. So I just I was kind of um, around this type of thing since I was young. Um, my mom when I was I guess late childhood um, was already into she was studying parapsychology. So I was kind of around that. Um, I know as I got older, my mom told me that one of the houses we lived in, which is actually in this area, um, was haunted. Um, so I always kind of wondered and had a fascination about it. Um, so I guess when when it came to find out that we could actually do this to see if it was real or not, that's kind of <laughs> what made us jump in. That's hmm keep going in this thing yeah. and keep going so. yeah um and then the guy sitting down below there um you know he's, he's that lever still for quite some time himself too so mm. talk mr panda well i was um, gonna call him I, I was gonna call him a leprechaun but okay <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a story behind the panda name but no um, oh okay <laughs> then investigating for a while i was with another group previous and then i left to kind of go do my own thing for a while and i i've kind of halfway knew lyle and um we ended up it was funny we we're at i think it was at the gym we first met and then we met at food lion and i'm like hey dude you know i'm no longer you know i'm on my own now and you know if i float you some evidence can you just kind of look over it you know and, and one thing led to another and i ended up carrying a camera for the realm um and rest is history i guess um but as far as like paranormal encounters when i was 10 years old i had my very first encounter at a hotel called the chamberlain in um hampton virginia mm. uh, 
very long story short, uh, saw a little boy um, disappear. He got up in front of us, walked away, and then he was gone. And um, there was me, my mom, and my dad saw that when I was a kid. And ever since then, I guess I've been kind of chasing it. You know, that was 2000. So here we are now. Um, but it's been, a, it's been a hell of a ride. And, and when I linked up with these guys up here, that ride just went to an all-time 10. It's been <laughs> crazy, nonstop, nonstop <laughs> for, man, what is it? Like, like how, how many years now? Yeah. yeah, it's been going pretty strong, man. <laughs> Bender, what's yeah. up, Josh? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you guys, I mean, are getting, I mean, from as long as I've known you, you guys, for one thing, you guys always fascinated me from the beginning, and, and you guys have projects left and right. Um, I mean, you guys, yeah, I mean, you guys stay busy, that's for sure. So, and yeah, you, know, you guys just came back from a cruise. I don't know if that was for vacation or for work, you know. <laughs> so, We're a part of this right here. I mean, I okay. So the Dark Waters Cruise, um, we took oh, that's, some, yeah. some of our Haunted Nights uh, special guests that we have and um, and some of their fans and some of our fans and, and people that we enjoy spending time with. And we hit the high seas and yeah. went down to Mexico, <laughs> over to Grand Caymans, and, mm -hmm. and then back wow. we had a blast for five days together. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a good yeah. time. Awesome. Yeah, I've seen all, a lot of the pictures between what you guys posted, Brandon, and I think even Natalie posted a few pictures here oh, and there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys had some good stuff there. Oh, yeah, so, that was fun. yeah I mean, absolutely. Our big project is, you know, right now is when we do our events and stuff with Haunted Nights. So that's kind of like, you know, where we get a chance to be able to investigate with a lot of people that want to come in and do it with us. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That's kind of where it started with, with Haunted Nights. It was because people requested to come and investigate with us. And it's like, you know, what can we do to make that happen? And we just taught the three of us just put our heads together and said, let's let's create something. And um, we started yeah. back in 2018, I think. Yeah. Is when we did our first haunted nights event, and um, and we've been going strong ever since. So we're that's almost that's into five years almost. Yeah. Um, mm. So uh, got a big year coming up this year. Um, we already had a couple events. We got a big one next weekend up in Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. But that's kind of like our our weekend adventure type thing of going yeah. and having fun, investigating with people, and yeah. and showing people what we do. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so yeah, the week. Uh, so you said next weekend, the weekend of the twenty fifth. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll be doing some investigation as well. I, I, I was originally planning. On, yeah, I was supposed to be up in Northwest Pennsylvania myself, uh, but yeah, it was almost on the uh, Ohio line. I was going up to support and attend a friend of mine's event, and I just had to make the decision. I was like, no, I can't do it right now because financially, I had to watch stuff, but. Um, I have and not just that, just my time off of work because a lot of my PTO stretched out through the year already because I already have a lot of it scheduled. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm going, so I'm going camping next weekend. So me and a buddy, a buddy of mine's coming up from Lexington, and we're going to be out for a few days. So yeah, so yeah, I figure one. to do that's for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to be camping. Yeah, we're going to be camping in that very same area. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, 
and looking out on the 10 day forecast, the weather temperature, temperature wise is going to be nice, but I think there's a slight chance of rain on Saturday, I think, but yeah, because we're getting out there Friday morning and I won't be coming home till Monday. I don't think he can stay as long as I am, but I have Monday off too. So I'll be leaving sometime Monday to come home. But, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, but now as far as your events go, yeah, you guys have these. Now, well, let me ask you: all these events you go to, are, are they just to, you know to do investigations, or do you use these for filming as well? Because that's another thing I wanted to bring up is that you guys actually have a TV show. So. A couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah. I was working my way up to some of them, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so you know this um, back in December when we did our St. Albans event, um, we did incorporate the Friday night where we spent some time and filmed our mm-hmm. second episode of Hometown Haunts. Um, of course, you were the star of the first episode yeah. of Hometown Haunts, The Beast of Elmore mm-hmm. Lake, of course, featuring Daniel Benoit. Um, <laughs> but the second, the uh, second one we uh, we filmed in December, uh, it's all complete. It's ready. Paraflix has it. And... Um, we're waiting for a press release on that and uh, yep, called The Connection. Um, it kind of is based off of, um, if anybody has watched and knows, you know, the Twisted Paranormal Society or Twisted Realm and stuff, know that, uh, and if you've, you've heard of Destination Fear, well, they featured Tana's story from St. Albans mm-hmm. um, back uh, in the first season. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to go back and see if we could do more on that story. And we found another young lady there that kind of has had the same similar things. And um, so we interviewed her. I mean, basically within three hours, we interviewed her, we filmed her, and we probably came away from there with some of the best evidence we've had in a long yeah. time when it comes to audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff mm-hmm. and um we did. it was awesome awesome and i can't wait to share that for people mm-hmm. on paraflix it's getting ready it should be coming out here within the next couple weeks like i say we're just waiting on that um, press release mm-hmm. uh, so but uh, if you don't have paraflix i know daniel you you've promoted paraflix a lot mm-hmm. um since uh you know we did that first episode with you but uh Check it out. I mean, Paraflix is, we consider that the, the Netflix of the paranormal. Right, yeah. We've got a lot of great yeah. content on there. Um, we've got our series, The Twisted Realm. We've got Hometown Haunts is on there. And, um, you know, it's just, it, you can use the promo code HNCREW25. And that will get you 25% off of the subscription price i think it was 39 dollars for a year yeah so basically at 25 percent off you're paying 29 30 bucks for all the paranormal content you want and these mm-hmm. are people that are in my opinion they're, they're just as good they deserve to be on um national networks and we know we can't all be there um but the content is that good and right we're, we're happy to be a part of that and yeah, you know, it, it, don't film when we're doing events. No, That's, we don't want to do it. We just incorporated it at that time because yeah, Lisa was there. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we had that Friday night available because Saturday night was the event, 
And um, so we did go down one night early just to do it. But normally with haunted nights, we don't do any filming. Um, we do those all separate, um, yeah. like yours. I mean, we want to be able to spend time to to help document and interview you. You know, like you, we did it all with you in one day. You know, right? We interviews, and then we headed out to the woods. You know, and um, and that's what we kind of try to focus on. It's being able to do it all within a, a period of time, and uh, and get it done and pr produced and and out there fast. Mm -hmm. um, so. I'm excited. I mean, your episode was outstanding. Um, I know for all, I can't speak for all of us here, but I think we all I, thoroughly enjoyed spending time in the woods with you that we night. We did, yeah. Um, that was something we've never yeah. experienced. So, and oh I, yeah, I would do it again now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, put it in the calendar. I'm I'm down. <laughs> 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 I mean, been, I mean, even on the cruise i know uh like natalie and them they were talking about how well that they kind of was doing the whoops yeah you know and they're oh, like oh God. she's a she can do those real good they're trying to get her to do them on the boat and well i must say if you want to draw out bigfoot I, i'm kind of saying this as a joke but then again i'm really not mm -hmm. we need more we need more females present Mm -hmm. Telling you, it's the females from my experiences, and not just mine, but other stories I've heard from others. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you firsthand all the different experiences I've had in in that surrounding general area, uh, from vocals to rocks being thrown. I mean, all this stuff that's happened to me and the things I've experienced. A lot of it's because there was always a female present. Back when my daughter was a, a teenager, you know, young teenager. There's one particular area I used to walk in and hike in all the time by myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I would find a few things interesting here and there, but never heard nothing. The day I brought my daughter into this one area, we got in so far, and all of a sudden we were hearing all these hoots and hobs and screams, and Brianna was like, Daddy, are those coyotes? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the middle of, like, broad daylight, new, around noontime, and it, it was it was like going into a zoo, you know, in the right. primate exhibit where they were just going ballistic, I mean, going crazy. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's other things I've had with, you know, bringing other females out there in the past, you know, and um, regardless if it's Bigfoot-related or even wildlife-related, but... Um, but yeah, it's something to do with the female presence. I, I don't know if it's we, me and others discuss. We don't know if it's pheromones or what, but it always produces some kind of activity. So, uh, but it's something to keep in mind. That's why I wanted to throw that out there, share with it. You know, so. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, so, you know, when we, uh, when Tana did the whoops off the back of the truck, I mean, mm. you know, that's when things really started getting going. Yeah. You're right. Fired up and. You know, and what was so interesting about the whole thing was the fact that we were we were experiencing paranormal stuff mm -hmm. going on in that camp as mm -hmm. well as cryptid stuff. Yeah. And it, it just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could not believe that we were experiencing things that we feel in locations that we investigate right, right. in that area. And whether it has to do with, you know, Bigfoot Vienna, uh, you know, we just, 
you know, I've got my own thoughts, and I know you 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 are you're professional in the crypto field, and um, <coughs> we're just we're just new to this, and but we've always had this feeling. I've always had this feeling that you know it's part of. I don't know. It, it, it's got to be part of like that inner realm mm-hmm. of things that right. Is, I know. think I think we all feel like it's something different, yeah. right, Brandon? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing of it is, and I'm just looking at the comments here, and uh, Josh, I will wear a dress next time and try that, so we'll see what happens. Um, You know, the thing of it is, I saw a comment up here saying one of them stated that they were out of their element in the woods. We all were. Yeah. You know, we as paranormal investigators, I mean, we've investigated battlefields, we've investigated, you know, plenty of places outside. But what makes this different is... You know, we're looking for something that's physically maybe not still around. And the fact that, you know, the the thought in my mind was the entire time was, all right, what happens if this thing really does show up? Now, (laughs) you know, we're sitting here calling it. And I'm like, I'm looking around like, what the hell are we going to do when this thing shows up and starts like, hey, you know, I'm here. And, (laughs) you know, because if we see a. A full body apparition we're going to run towards it if we if we hear a bang we're going to usually run towards it but if a 12 foot tall hairy person's in front of me and i'm not <laughs> drunk then you know that's probably something i need to and, and it, it was just something that we had a lot of expectations going into the woods and we left with even higher expectations for, for next time because we yeah. left with a thousand yeah. more questions than when we walked in. And <laughs> well, I, was already, I was already hanging pretty close to y'all. So I probably would have been in your arms had it had me actually come out. <laughs> I was already like glued but, to your And side. that's the thing about it. It's, it's, it was curiosity. And, and I'm not saying we grow numb to the paranormal. We don't. We've been to the same place like, you know, St. Albans, Octagon Mansion, you know, Dunlora in our area of the woods. We've been there multiple times and we always enjoy going back because it's a new time. But there's some times where you go somewhere that's a paranormal related and uh, it's a big stick. You go somewhere <laughs> and it's like, OK, if it knocks, it is what it is. If you hear like a little door squeak, it is what it is. But here it's uh-huh. like. All right, that tree just moved. All right, that branch just moved. All right, yeah. I heard that yell. And it's kind of like we're doing this for the very first time. You get that that sensation of your first investigation. Yeah. You know, if that makes any sense. If any investigators out there, you know what it's like. You Your first haunt, you're like, wow, this is, I'm really doing it. And that's kind of how we were. You can see it in the footage. We're looking at each other like, we're really doing this. This is, this is pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think we we all wanted to stay close to Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> I can remember but, one time when we were when, right near the end of the investigation when we were walking back down the road towards the camp. Tana came and just went pushed me like right out of the way. You guys wanted to stay. Cl- you guys wanted to stay close to me. Was I the only one armed out there? Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't knife, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah I'm sure my, my knife would have done a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not to mention, I mean, 
from several different directions, we've heard movement, you know, around us. What sounded like regular football, you know, some close, some a little further away, you know, uh, which was definitely caught my attention a few times. But so, um, yeah, Josh is asking if you guys stayed overnight in the woods. No. You know, I'd love to. I know Brandon and I, I don't think Tana would, but I no. think Brandon and no, I have talked about going out with no. you sometime, Daniel, and, and doing this and, and doing a full overnight and, yeah. and camping, maybe doing a weekend adventure. Uh, right. So, but yeah. Yeah, no, we, we did not stay that night. And uh, hey to everybody that's out there too that's yeah. come in, Josh. And, yeah. Um, Hello. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Supernatural Lost Adventures. What's up, Dan? Dan's yeah. there. Got a lot of people out there. Looking David Lester. Look at it like this. Yep. And Benedict, you're restricted. Exactly. Yeah. In the woods. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and just as to what David was saying right there, I mean, when we were in the camp, and we all know in that camp, we were, you know, once Tana started doing the, the calls and, and yes. making the noises, and Daniel, too, and you know, we had uh, some audio recordings we were playing as well. Brandon even on, played Josh. a UFO thing from NASA. Mm -hmm. um, we we felt we you could hear them like they were circling us. Yeah. Mm, yes. It was like mm -hmm. we were being circled. Yeah. And you could feel the presence there. Mm -hmm. That's why I was relating this to the paranormal. Even though yeah. we couldn't see them, we could hear them and we could feel them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but. It's crazy. Yeah. I know for those that yeah. might not uh, deal with the paranormal, it, it, it was a totally weird situation yeah. for us to experience that along with, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the calls and the things that yeah. we were getting. Yeah, absolutely. For, for everybody in the chat that wants to do, if, who wants to do like a, we should, we should, <laughs> Daniel, let's set it up. Let's, anybody that chat that wants to do it, let's do a uh, full weekend in the woods. Let's do it. Well, uh, for the record, I have scheduled camping events uh, with people signed up for them. If that's something you guys want to participate in as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got one coming up. Yeah, I got one scheduled for the month of May, the 26th through the 29th. Then I already have another one with people already signing up for September. So that's awesome. Some, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because that's one thing. I, we can incorporate, you know, like with Haunted Nights and stuff, we can work together. And yeah, absolutely. We can do make it a special uh, event for people, and because um, I mean, if you it, you have to experience this, and you have to experience it with this man right here. I mean, Daniel. I mean, no no greater host, that's for sure. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> so. Now, like over on the chat, we got Melissa and David Lester. Uh, they yeah. they've been camping with me before they, they'll be joining me in may as well so awesome. they're great if you haven't met them well you may i don't know they i think they've seen you they may have met you they've been at the last couple of events um so yeah, yeah we, look, we look forward to uh yeah to meeting a lot of your crowd we love yeah. doing that event i mean i remember back when we first did it at the, the new hope school um man I, oh yeah that's right i believe how many people you had there, Daniel, in New yeah. Hope, Virginia? Um, it just it blew my mind. Thank I'm hoping, you, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie, honey. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that you know we do the same thing in Weir's Cave yeah. uh, in June. It's going to be a, a great event for people to come well, out and check out. That's for sure. 
Absolutely. And you know, the thing is about the new hopes, the old school there, I was, I had my doubts about that, to be honest with you. Um, it just, I mean, yeah, we had plenty, we had plenty of space for everybody inside to listen to the speakers and everything. And, uh, that worked out great because we had we had actually ended up getting more than we expected because people actually had to bring their own chairs. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's more yeah, and, than that than I have seen at paranormal conventions. Yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah, the only downfall to that I would have loved to have you know all the vendors in a general area like we had s- several vendors out back you know, and uh, yeah, there was a couple that had some minor complaints saying well we're not getting no traffic back here i said well everybody's parking back there they know you're back there you know so um but yeah i mean overall it worked out great you know um i know i've had a lot of you know from the people who attended i i did get a lot of positive feedback on that so it made me feel better it was a relief you know because like i said i had doubts about it i was paranoid about every little thing going in different directions but actually worked out great you know so Um, I mean, I'm but, uh, Years Cave. I think you're gonna. That's such a, a nice area. Yeah. You yeah. gotta have the the parking lot will be packed. Mm-hmm. The inside will be packed. Um, it's a lot of room. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody will be able to see everybody yeah. this time. That's for sure. Yeah, I even have some vendors um, that had signed up later. That some of them will. You'll see a few of them outside by the food trucks. So that that's my overflow section. So. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I got. Um, I just signed up another food truck. Uh, actually, they were with us back in last October. So, oh, I always feel like it's necessary. You got to have Mexican food there. So, I got a Mexican food vendor. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, they have really great food. It's, they're all family oriented. It's a family run business, and uh, they cook their food. You know, of course, they cook their food fresh right there. But it's great yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, because I have, I still have more people inquiring about vendors, and you know, so. And as you've, you've probably noticed this, uh, like mainly at the last June event, because, um, you know, I've always had you guys joining in and participating and everything. And mm-hmm. um, as you see, there's other paranormal teams I'm trying to blend in, you know. Um, yeah. You know, yes, it's a, it's a Bigfoot co- convention, but, you know, there's a part of what I'm trying to do is blend it a little bit without mm-hmm. trying to get too far, too off, uh, too far off the topic, you know. But um, right. Right. so. Um, cause I know you have strictly Bigfoot encrypted events and then you have strictly just paranormal, but now you have all these other conventions, like the one I was going to up to Pennsylvania to support. It's, a uh, it's called the Penn Ohio paranormal conference. It's a lot of it's, yeah, a lot of it's Bigfoot, you know, then you got UFO uh, personnel and mm-hmm. some, you know, and, uh, paranormal, strictly paranormal people there. It's a blend. So, but, um. Who knows? Maybe somewhere down the road, I might throw paranormal in. I mean, I'll put paranormal in the description, but I can't say I'll ever change the official name of the ECBR uh, Virginia Bigfoot yeah. Crime. But yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't change the name. I think I'd leave it the way it is. I mean, yeah. us paranormal people, we just love to come and be a part of it because, like I said, I feel like it's all tied together one way or another because we're right. all, you know the unknown mm-hmm. and. Um, I really feel like just from the new, uh, you know, the the new stuff that was on Expedition Bigfoot right there at the end of that last season. I mean, their stuff is kind of starting to lean into that realm as well. It is, you yeah. know, so right? Why well, I can't wait for the next season to come out and see how far they go with this. Yeah. So. Well, 
Yeah, with what you just said, um, I don't know the full name of it. I just know their abbreviation off the top of my head. I have it written down here because uh, C- uh, CPRI, I think it's uh, Caroline or no, Cryptid Paranormal Research Investigation or something, mm-hmm. or maybe it's Caroline. But uh, yeah, I spoke to a gentleman on the phone. His name is Rick. He's the one that runs this uh, uh, group. And uh, yeah, a buddy of mine down in Southwest Virginia, um, well, somewhere down South Virginia, it, it put me in contact with him uh, because this individual wanted to basically kind of do what you guys did, but, you know, without the filming, of course. Right. But uh, they they basically want to take the paranormal and see if there's a correlation between paranormal and the Bigfoot thing and, you know, see if there's a connection. Um, so that he, that's a project they've been working on. Um, he, right. he used to be part of a the dogman, uh, some kind of dogman project. But so yeah, he's looking at cryptids in general, but he wants to see if there is any connection. So, um, he yeah, we don't. There's no date. On, yeah, there's no date on that set yet. But he wants to. He just wants to get a feel of what's in the area, you know. Um, so, but I'm, yeah, that, uh, it, it is. <laughs> there's no doubt. So absolutely, we win. I mean, we definitely experienced it all. So, mm-hmm. um, set hometown haunts is a must watch. Look at Miss Miss Natalie on Paraflix is on here. Chime yeah. In. Oh well, real quick while she's um, giving a shout out for hometown haunts, I do want to make mention to everybody: um, if you not if you have not found the Facebook page for hometown haunts, mm-hmm. it is in the description. If those who are watching here, uh, right here on YouTube, just go to the description and you'll see the link right there. It'll take you right to Hometown Haunts. And be sure to click uh, like and follow on it. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, got, the link is our, provided. Yeah, we've got our Hometown Haunts. And, um, and then, of course, we've got uh, like my shirt here, the Twisted Realm, this side. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get lost looking <laughs> at the screen. Um, our Twisted Realm series, we've got a few episodes that are going to be hitting the the Paraflix channel uh, this year as well. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're finishing up our season two on that. And um, and then, of course, we're getting ready to hit the road again to do some more filming for Hometown Haunts as well. Yeah. So uh, good stuff. And, and just this is out there because I know on Facebook we kind of put it out there. If, uh, yeah. You know, we're for Hometown Haunts, it's a little different um, for our series. It's... Uh, we're trying to touch a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it is. What haunts your town or what legend is in your town? What cold case? What's, um, you know, just a UFO cryptid type adventure um, that you can help uh, provide documentation with us. And, and then we'll come and we'd love to talk with you and, and possibly, you know, be able to film your story. Yeah. Um, right. You know, just kind of like what we did with Daniel. So you go, yeah. you can kind of get an idea of what we're looking at and what we're wanting to do. And um, urban legends, urban legends, it's all, it's touching mm-hmm. it all. It's not just uh, paranormal anymore. It's yeah. Um, we're, we're trying to work within that realm of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that consists with uh, cryptid and UFO <coughs> uh, urban legends and, and things. Yeah, like Dan, that. I'm down for that. Dan yeah. said the devil's tramping grounds and that's something definitely. Dan. <laughs> You got to work it up for me, buddy, yeah. so we can come down. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, it puts you on hometown haunts. That's no doubt. Yeah. So. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, the blend of all of the above that you mentioned. I mean, I think it's going to make things more exciting, really. Um, yeah. If if long as people don't lose track of focus uh, on track and you know lose track or lose focus of what we're working at, you know what we're trying to put forth here. You know, it's um, it's not just you know there's an entertainment side to things, but we're, we people need to know that we we're, we do do take this serious. You know. Um, yeah. And we, we're trying to produce you know, information and, you know, show results, you know, um, you know, so, yeah, you know, like my YouTube channel, I mean, I, yeah, I have a lot of field videos on there, you know, right. I, I mm -hmm. can tell you straight off, you know, a lot of people respect what I do, but then again, a lot of people find it boring because I'm not that, I'm not one of those people that claim to have Bigfoot in them every time I go out there, you know, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. those are, all the ones that have the, you know, the BS alleged Bigfoot stuff in it, they have big time followers. I mean, they have a hundred something thousand subscribers and right. you know, they may, every time they go out, they got something going on. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I understand there's some areas that might be very active, but I mean, when you got to really struggle to put stuff out there and you know, every day, I mean, there's people that literally do that every day just to keep their followers go, you know, and put up, I, I believe in quality over quantity, you know, so that's who I am. <laughs> so, but, um, this is the age of, of programming. You have YouTube, you have things like Paraflix, you have TikTok, you have Facebook, you have everything you could want at, the, at your fingertips to make a quality production. No matter what, if your thing is telling stories, if your thing is doing Bigfoot videos, if your thing is doing paranormal investigations, I know you have us, you have you, I know Dan with Supernatural Lost Adventures, um, you know, putting in good quality. And I think that's the thing about it is I call people that do the paranormal videos, and you see them all the time on TikTok or YouTube, where it's like every two seconds, you hear that, you see that, you hear that, you see that. Oh, yeah. I think that people that put the time in and show, hey, this is really what it's like. And if you come to our events, you'll, we'll tell you, a lot of times you're just sitting there looking at the wall talking to the wall, hoping the yeah. wall talks back. Mm -hmm. That's about a good 90% of paranormal investigation. And I see the people that really showcase the true side of investigations, whether it's Bigfoot, UFO, paranormal. They're the ones that get the big following because they show you this is what it's really like. And people that can resonate with that, really, like, yeah, that's legit. Okay, I want to be with that guy. But, you know... I, I'm, I guess kind of where I'm going at is, like you said, you have plenty of videos, and that's great to have somebody <laughs> watch. And this is what it's really like. And you see a lot of those videos where they're out in the woods, and there's you hear these calls. You know damn well that did not come from anything in those woods. Mm -hmm. That's something recorded. And that, that kind of takes the sting out of people that have really cool experiences, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's a, uh, it is. It's It's – when it comes to the filming part of it and doing all that, I mean, when we go in and we book locations and do this stuff, it's like there's no guarantee that anything's going to happen, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that's the way we approach it. We, we go in and we work it the way we know how to work it and try to produce evidence. Yeah. You know, we might yeah. get, you know, you might be in there 10, 12 hours, two nights yeah. and only come away with a couple good little pieces of stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but that's what paranormal field's all about. Um, they don't absolutely well, it's like our, on command, you know. Our last event at the Octagon Mansion, um, you know, and 
I'm usually in the basement. You know, that's kind of where I like to hang out at. And I've been down there with Lyle. I've been down there with Tana. And I was down there with Lynn, another member of our Haunted Nights crew. And things were happening left and right. I'm looking at her like, this usually does not happen. Usually it's like maybe a couple things in the first rotation that it kind of dies off because, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice. Is like what Lyle said. There's no such thing as paranormal on demand. If there was, we'd all be millionaires right now because, yeah. right. hey, come experience this. Or like for Bigfoot, hey, you're guaranteed to see a Bigfoot. But you're really rolling the dice anything you do, and it really makes you appreciate the little bit of evidence you get because even though it's a small evidence, like maybe a partial of a Bigfoot print or a partial EVP, it's not much, but it's something that you got. So it makes right. you appreciate it even more. And the other thing, too, and I know Lyle and Brandon will, will agree with this, you know, you may have, like you're saying, Brandon, you went down in the basement and had tons of activity. Somebody else could go down there and have nothing. Yeah. They necessarily mm -hmm. do not. They may find one person that they want to talk to and somebody else comes in. They don't want to talk to them. It, it's weird, mm -hmm. but yeah. that's how they operate. Just like us now, mm -hmm. you know, there may be somebody that we run into that I don't maybe care much for or want to have a relationship with well the spirits are going to be the same way yeah yeah that's true it's whatever energy you bring to them yeah and that's why when we do our events and stuff like that we always try to promote the fact of telling people when we start bring good energy mm -hmm. into the building bring good energy into the areas that you're investigating because yeah. if you don't more than likely they're not going to respond no. to anything right. and, and we try to get so one thing about our events we try to keep people positive and keep them happy having a great time so it's all good energy mm -hmm. and right and we you know and i think a lot of the people that come to them will will tell you that they have a good time because of that yeah and usually they get something out of that night mm -hmm. that's happened for them to, I know there's oh. many people that have come that have never experienced anything. They leave by the end of the night mm -hmm. and they're like, when can we come back and do it again? Yeah. You know, they're ready. So that's what it's all about for us. It's about making sure people have a great time yeah. and fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I know it, it, I wish you didn't have to charge prices sometimes for people to come do this, but, you know, you got location fees, you've got, you mm -hmm. know, this travel fees you've got sometimes you've got paranormal uh, you've got guests that you've got fees yeah that's where the ticketing comes from yeah. and um and of course trying to make sure that location gets their money um, right oh yeah so, but you know when it like the investigation part comes back to when we did our work with you daniel i mean we never saw bigfoot but i'm right. saying we had a blast trying to find Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And I think that's what it's all about on both sides, having a good time trying to connect with the spirit or mm -hmm. trying to connect with Bigfoot or, or whatever. Um, just bring that positive attitude yeah. towards mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly because I could recall what, when I've had groups of people out there in the years past, I mean, we've had very close activity the vocals, 
uh, tree knocks, powerful tree knocks right there, you know, mm -hmm. and all this activity we've heard, we've heard the footfall and movement walking right around us, you know, um, I mean, I've had, these were groups of like eight people, you know, somewhere you have seven to eight people. And, and again, with any group I've had out there that we've had activity, it was a very calm and relaxed approach. We weren't aggressive. We were calm. And yeah, I mean, it, especially at nighttime, I, 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 yeah, I like hiking, exploring, uh, checking out areas at night, but from my experiences sitting around, just shooting the you know breeze you know around the campfire yep. and you know i've that's where a lot of activity you know started you know sparking up you know i mean there's been times out there i'm the one i don't know i guess because i'm so used to zoning in out there or what's around there i've had other people out there when we're sitting around the fire and i've basically told you know i've told everybody it's like it's going to start getting active. This is usually the time. If, if they're going to get active, this is the time. Yeah. But meanwhile, you get people still chatting and everything. And I've gotten to the point where I've actually had to like, guys, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you guys are missing out. I'm hearing this stuff. And all of a sudden, when they all dead quiet, then all of a sudden, boom, knock, bang, ah, you know, yells and screams, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was like, you guys could have been hearing a lot more if you shut up, you know, but, you know, but yeah, or talk quieter anyway, but, you know, but, uh, but again, the activity spurred, you know, from us being relaxed and calm. We weren't like, like, uh, I don't know, like finding Bigfoot in a whole production crew walking through the woods, you know, not, you know, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah. It's, I've always found it more productive. If you're going to bring people out there, you know, I try to keep them like usually about 10 or, you know, no more than 10. I mean, I never tried a little bit more, but um, yeah, I just feel like you don't want too much. As long as they're, everyone's cooperative and doesn't go rushing, you know, rushing through the woods. I mean, you want them to come to you, you know, so. but um, It's a lot like, you know, if somebody wants to come to your house and talk to you and you invite them in. If they start asking you questions like, "Why are you dead? How did you die? You know, yeah. you know how gruesome was your murder? You know, and they yeah. start asking questions like that, or like yelling at me, calling me a coward, calling me stupid, calling you know, yeah. saying whatever I did was in vain. Then I'm not going to talk to you. To hell with you. Yeah. But if you come yeah. in and you start having a conversation, you know, I know that you used to do photography. You know, I'm also a camera person, and here's what I do. And they're like, All right, I want to talk to you. To hell with everybody else. I want to talk to you. And I'm sure that probably goes the same thing with, you know, maybe with the Bigfoot and the ufology and all that stuff. It, it's it's natural selection. It may not be us. But maybe, you know, if, if Daniel, if you went back out by yourself, it would show itself to you. Or if the three of us would go out by ourselves, it, it, you never know when it's going to happen. You're spinning a big wheel. And that's what makes it more, I guess, gratifying is it doesn't happen all the time. Right, you know, it, it's like playing the lottery, and occasionally you may hit, and sometimes you make it nothing. Hey, Daniel, uh, yep. I yeah. want to say thank you um, for having us. I've got to cut out. I got to go check on the little one and get make sure he's in bed. Oh no problem. I'll send you the early termination fee. So no, thank everybody for the the really nice comments. Appreciate yeah, that. Definitely. So 
it was thank you tana and i appreciate it so absolutely it has right. been a pleasure but now like dan, dan here said, oh go ahead I'll sit in the location for a couple mm -hmm. hours be quiet and just listen yeah. you know mm -hmm. one of the coolest sensations we've had was at the octagon mansion one night i think i think we were done filming there and it was john cushman myself and Lyle just sitting on the couch just listening and it's almost like the field of dreams if you build it they will come if you just sit and mm -hmm. listen they will talk yeah. and i'm sure that's also with with the bigfoot community you know it's like, yeah you know it, absolutely it, i've actually had that mind same mindset uh the thoughts that you just mentioned there you know that's how i, I that's how i look at things out there so yeah. so absolutely yeah, you definitely yeah. have to you have to stay quiet at times um that's how you know like at octagon like he's talking about how we picked up on the whistler and different things like that i mean um it, it can't always be talking you know now there are times where you know it's good to have your recorders going and while you're just sitting there having a normal conversation sometimes mm -hmm. they like to join in you know, on our side, yeah, you'll pick up a lot of different things that come through on those audio recordings. But um. right now, I've told I've told people. I mean, you don't have to not talk. I mean, because I, with my experience, I, I believe they're very curious because, like the the encounter that took place in 2014, which you know, which the Beast of Elkhorn Lake is based off. That experience alone was, we were coming from the lake. We were walking in single file line. I was up in front leading everybody. Uh, yeah, I was a front man. I was the first to see and notice everything. But the thing is, we were talking. We weren't trying to be quiet. Our mission, our goal was just to head back to camp because it was late. It was just after midnight. We had almost a mile back to where we were set up for camp. But, you know, yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, either, you know, the whole experience there, we just noticed that they were very – curious you know um yeah i believe we caught them off guard because you know of other <laughs> of other prior things that we noticed before having that encounter like the deer that was right there yeah. you know right. you know we don't know if they were hunting that deer um because uh, <laughs> like the other situation where i showed you where i had something walk away from me i there was a deer that got spooked away just prior to that you know right. so um but yeah, I, that was that's a whole different story to get into, which I, I believe there may have been a possible connection there. That, but um, so yeah, curiosity is a big thing. They, you know, if they're in the area, uh, either they're gonna get curious and come in, or it's just stay clear. You know, mm -hmm. like the tree knocks I hear. Uh, a lot of people. Th there's a lot of different theories on what tree knocks are to people. Some think they are a warning, which I believe that's a good possibility, but it's also based off of experience of tree knocks I've gotten during the daytime. Uh, I've gotten yeah, tree knocks from my tree knock, you know, tree knock responses from mine. And I've gathered that as they're letting you know where they are. Um, but then again, some of them could be a warning. Like, hey, I'm down here. Don't come down here. There's danger down. Or whatever, you know. The, I believe that's a, po a possibility. But, uh, I mean, they're they're a social species as far as I'm concerned. They communicate with each other. You know, they work together. Um, sure. You know, I'm sure you have a solo one that goes out and about, you know, but, mm -hmm. you know, some people believe they have what they call day watchers. Um, 
you know, there's ones that keep an eye on the area, you know, while the other is probably restful. They come out at night, but, um, I don't know. You know, I've, I can tell you some stories of that. I've heard from other people that told me of sightings that happened in that very area. Uh, people that didn't know, even know that I do Bigfoot research yeah. that came out and told me these stories. I was like, like, for example, uh, real quick, uh, this, the last company I worked for, uh, this one guy, his name is Hunter. And uh, he just started telling me the story because he does a lot of hunting and fishing out there. And just probably about a maybe two miles from up from where uh, I where I normally camp at. It was probably it was in the evening. It was still daylight out. And he he told me the story about this dark reddish brown bipedal hairy covered uh, Bigfoot came walking right out in front of him. It. Oh never really stopped. It had a slight glance towards them and it continued on and went across the river in a few steps, you know, of course the river out there, it depends on time of year. The water's usually, it's not a wide river. So, you know, it's in the deepest part of I've ever experienced out there, unless you step in, you know, a pool, which is four or five feet, but most of it's averaging a couple feet deep. So, um, then again, there's, I got parts of that river are dried up. So it's easy for anything to cross that in a couple feet. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this guy told me the story and didn't know nothing about who I, you know, who I was, which I found fascinating. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's a Bigfoot out there. There's no doubt, you know. So, oh, yeah. but that's, yeah, that's kind of how it is, even for haunted locations too. It's like you mentioned about mm -hmm. day watchers and and warnings. You know, we see a lot of times in haunted locations where there will be a spirit that has a, a trademark, kind of like the Whistler or. You know, person that likes to play with equipment, person that likes to move doors, move this. And, I mean, we don't know if they can communicate back and forth. Like, hey, you know, let's take St. Albans, for instance, because that's kind of like our home away from home. There's multiple rooms and multiple floors and levels. And each floor and level in almost every room has its own resident spirit. Now, I'm sure they can travel, but certain areas are known for certain spirits. And but we don't know, can the person in the bowling alley communicate with the person up in the attic or can the person in, you know, the hallway communicate with so and so? Is there some sort of telepathic, you know, communication that we don't know about yet? Same thing with with Bigfoot is like is, is there's a group of them. Can they communicate in a fashion that we don't understand? And it kind of goes back to when we filmed, you made the notion that sometimes they can mimic other animals. Mm -hmm. Um and that got me really thinking, that's amazing, because you could be in broad daylight, and you're thinking you're hearing like a woodpecker, or you're thinking you're hearing something, some sort of normal creature during the day, and that could, in fact, be a Bigfoot. And that's that was fascinating just to hear that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, owls, uh, that's, a, well, as far as mimicking, a lot of people believe that they mimic owls, which I'm not going to dismiss that. Uh, however, owls are very active at night on, on most nights out there after if it's warm and, and, you know, owls communicate with each other. I've heard owls do some God awful screams that people are not familiar with. I've had people get excited when they <laughs> heard the owls scream right there at camp. And like, I had a buddy of mine, like, like almost jump out of his seat. Like, dude, did you hear that? I, I was like, I wanted to be careful. I, he's thinking it's a squatch. And I was like, I don't want to insult his intelligence, but I was like, but, you know, I won't mention his name, but I was like, that was just an owl. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, it's just a lot of these animals, yeah, they are known for doing several different vocals and tones, you know, even coyotes, you know. 
But the most interesting owl sound I've ever heard out there, which I was questioning, it was sounded very bassy, like like a deep oh oh oh, you know, like sound. Like because see, sometimes owls if they're if they're up on a ridge or you know their vocals when they sound off, their vocals bounce off these ridges and stuff. And depends how far back they are. Sometimes, yeah, that could play a key role in the, the tone of their vocal, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but at the same time, when I've heard stuff like that, I've I've always questioned it. Could that be a Bigfoot? You know, I mean, the possibility goes either way if it's a natural owl or or a Bigfoot. But so yeah, as far as them mimicking different animals, yeah, I believe that. To me, I guess an owl would be the most likely candidate that they would mimic since you hear them more commonly at night. Um, of course, you got the whippoorwills out there, which I, I don't know yeah. if I've ever heard them mimic a whippoorwill, but yeah, so. But, you never know. I mean, what was crazy, though, is the fact that how noisy the forest is and then how quiet it can get if there's possibly that a uh, 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 cryptid around or a Bigfoot around. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we noticed that quite a few times that how you hear all the sounds and then all of a sudden it's nothing. Yeah. It's quiet. Yeah. But that's when we were having activity is when it was quiet. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just about to, I just about to respond to that. It's like, no, we all got kids sleeping at the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we'll do that next time we're together, buddy. <laughs> One of the coolest things, um, way, 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 way back when, uh, my first trip to Gettysburg, um, we took a ghost tour. And, of course, 90% of a lot of the ghost tours in Gettysburg are outside. You know, they show you where things happen. And one guy made a comment, one of the tour guides made a comment saying, you know, if if you're ever investigating outside, whether it's paranormal, and it was paranormal related, and you're trying to contact somebody, you hear the creatures of the night, and right when it stops, that's when you're about to have an encounter. And it's cool to hear Lyle say that and you say that, because that coincides with what he said years ago. I took that to heart. I'm like, that's a fair point. Do the creatures of the night have a certain sense when they know something's about to happen? Mm -hmm. And they feel that energy shift that we occasionally feel. Right. You look at dogs in the paranormal field and animals, you know, dogs and cats can pick up on things that we can't. And you see that a lot. People saying, well, my house is haunted because my dog will look in the corner of the room or my cat goes crazy. You know, can other animals that aren't domesticated have the same effect, same ability? You know, right. Makes you wonder. Well, back to the owls. Now, this is something I've shared more recently over the last few years is now all my years of camping out there i've always heard owls you know and i hear them communicate back and forth uh some close some distant however i never realized this i never picked up on this (laughs) but after hearing owls communicate and after they shut up after a while is when all the other fun activity starts starts up and you know, they, I'm trying to not get too far, of course. Like, people always said that, like, during the day, you hear crows sound off. Crows, and, you you know, they know when there's somebody or something around, like a, a squirrel will cry and yell if there's a predator in the area. Well, the owls, I've always noticed at nighttime, like I said, when they communicate, 
after they're done communicating is when activity starts up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can recall back in 2017, I had a gr- group of people out there. We were listening to the owl sound off. They were right there behind camp. And then, and I did tell them this. I recall, did you guys listen? And I was telling them, I said, you guys got to listen. This is usually when other activity starts happening. And at this time, my father was actually camping with us. He had gone into his tent, you know, because he was, it was 60 degrees for him. It was cold because he was taking his heart medicine. He wasn't even in his tent for like maybe 10 minutes. And right across from camp, right inside the tree line somewhere, it sounded like somebody took a big fat Louisville slugger and swung it on one of the big old bull pines at full force. And I never heard my father move so fast. He scurried out of his tent. And as soon as he popped out of his tent, he's like, I heard that. And I was, I couldn't help but laugh, but I was like, I was standing up pointing. I said, look, I'm pointing in the direction where it came. I said, I told you, you know, so, cause I'm always telling them about what I experience out there and what I hear sometimes. But uh, yeah, I mean, that big tree knock was the first thing that happened after hearing the owls. And then that's when that same night was the, the movement that we sound like we were being surrounded. You know what I mean? of that very same camp spot that was at the campsite right across the entrance of the lake and uh so yeah i i believe owls have something related to this or there's i don't know i mean just the way i feel about it you know Mm -hmm. so but um uh real quick to answer this question right here i've never experienced ufo activity out there in the woods but um i i get questioned about a lot of different paranormal stuff from you know other people if I've ever experienced certain things like seeing orbs and I personally have never experienced any of those, but trust me, I'm always at full alert. Um, if I do, I'm not afraid to admit to something that, you know, like orbs or whatever other people claim, but if I ever experience them, I'm not afraid to admit to something like that, but, um, I just have not. So, but maybe someday I will, you know, you never know. <laughs> so, and that one thing we were I was really paying close attention to um, in the woods and in the sky was to see if there was any different types of lights that might have been floating around or something like that. that right. I've heard that too, you know, if you start seeing those and more than likely you're going to have something show up or some activity. Um, so, yeah, I was trying to watch that as well. <laughs> and Brandon, yeah. I like Brandon played that tone. What was that? Some kind of NASA? Uh, so what exactly was that you played out there? Um, that was recorded sounds of, I guess, I think it was one of the planets shifting. But it was recorded sounds from NASA. And, you know, and that's one of the big things. People think that it could be a extraterrestrial, it could be an elemental. One of the cool things, though, is even in the paranormal field is all the different theories and the things you could try. I'm thinking, what's the worst that could happen? And I'm thinking to myself, and it's funny, I didn't make the comment when we were filming. I'm thinking to myself, shit, hopefully I don't conjure something from outer space while we're doing this. We're next thing you look up, and there's the mothership. Um, right. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like you try different techniques. It's like in the paranormal field, we try different techniques of trying to get a spirit to communicate, whether it's, you know, through a spirit box or through like an ITC device or just straight EVP rolling a digital recorder. And I don't know if it's something that followed us out there or because those that area actually 
is known for being haunted as well. Right. I'm familiar with that, yeah. And to actually get a EVP during the episode while we're not really looking for the paranormal was was a really big treat. I remember Lyle messaging me when he was editing. He's like, dude, we got an EVP. I'm like, where? He goes, out in the woods doing the Bigfoot episode. I'm like, you're shitting me. We really got an EVP. And when yeah. he sent it to me, I'm like, we did. Like, that's really cool. And it's like, yeah. you're not even looking for it. You know, it, it just happens to show up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we were feeling that energy in the camp anyway. That yeah. Weird. I mean, um, I mean, the it, vortex dome went off. So, I mean, that was the vortex dome. And then just the uh, walking, I think we, we were getting away from the back of the truck and coming around to the driver's side of it. Daniel, you were right there is when we started feeling that big yeah. wall of energy that came up on us. And that's why I was like, wow, what is going on? Right. Here? So, and if I'm not mistaken, that device that you guys that you had placed on the ground didn't mm-hmm. didn't that that flickered once or twice, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought so. It actually flickered when we were coming back down the road as well. That's what's in interesting. There. there was nobody yeah. in anywhere nobody near it. Yeah. Happened to look over. Hmm. Yeah. Need to make that happen. Oh yeah. Well, Josh, we've been trying to get him to come, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. I will one of these days, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out real quick to anybody watching. Yeah. Um, Josh Bender, he is in charge of Deadlight LLC. He makes hands down some of the best lighting you can use for anything. Infrared lighting, mm-hmm. natural lighting. His is the lighting you see in the episode. Uh, yeah. the infrared mm-hmm. lighting. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you see how great it shines. It lit up an entire road in the middle of the woods in the middle you know, of darkness. And so anybody mm-hmm. watching that films, um, if you're looking to document things or just use lights in the woods, hit up Josh on mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. Uh, or just like you know him and Deadlight LLC. Um, you will not be disappointed. And that dude is top-notch, man. Some of the best Absolutely. in the business. Absolutely. Yeah, we love yeah, using products, that's for sure. He's always been a big supporter of us as well as us supporting him and um we anytime we get a chance to be around mr josh and and (laughs) we're trying to to get him along to get to come filming with us some too so hopefully one of these hometown haunts episodes you'll see mr bender there with us so beard the beard Hmm. yeah that name yeah that name i don't know if i don't think i know but that name i might have seen it Somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, yeah, but that name sounds we familiar. We have like his business cards at all of our events, um, yeah, and we'll, okay. we'll try to put up like one of his displays. Mm-hmm. But he makes the lights, he makes uh, now he's in the motion panels, which are really mm-hmm. cool. Um, the motion trip wires are really cool. So, anything mm-hmm. that related, hit up Josh, and um, yeah, you'll yeah. you'll thank us, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe we cool. can get him out to the uh, he actually came to the, the New Hope uh, event. He was oh, there. okay. All and, right. Um, I... He came there, and maybe it would be nice to be able to try to get him up to the area here and see if he would want to come be a part of your event. Um, you know, if we could get him up, he can always come stay here at the house. That's for sure. So, um, Josh, hmm. we're throwing that out there at you, buddy. <laughs> Josh says, Supernatural, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Thing about you know being in the in the woods was the not being able to see really in front of your face. Now there there are some haunted locations we've been to 
that are massive. You know, St. Albans mm-hmm. is one. I know when I I don't know if Lyle, have you been to Waverly? Have not. No. So Waverly is a big place too. It's an old tuberculosis hospital in Louisville, Kentucky. Hot as balls. I recommend if you go visit it, go in the go in the fall. And don't go in the summer. You'll lose thirty pounds at night because the heat's incredible. But anyway, <laughs> like the death tunnels and the hallways are massive, but there's nothing like being in the woods in the dark and you're looking around like this is pitch dark and it added to the ambiance looking for this thing and, and I think we used it in the tagline for the show. It's it's, it's moments of curiosity mixed in with minutes of fear. Mm. And it really is. You know, like I'm I'm hoping it shows up, but then I'm kinda like all right, now what's going to happen if it does? You know, how far can I run? Do I have any jacklings on me I can give the guy? Jacklings. You know. Yeah. It's wow. One of those things. Yeah. I think those were all the things that you know, and and I know Brandon will tell you. I know you were already in the truck in the vehicle. You were ahead of us, heading out, and it was me, Tana, and Brandon, yeah, uh, in the truck heading out behind you, and. I know poor Tana, she had a full-blown panic attack, man. I'm telling you. Well, as soon as we mm-hmm. pulled out of the driveway, until I got up to where we stopped at Chick-fil-A and got her some food, I mean, she was freaking having a panic attack. She was terrified. And I, I totally and I totally understand. I understood. It's just, she doesn't like the woods at night. I could tell many times when we, when we were filming that uh, she'd look back at me like, well, you got me out here in these woods like this. Oh, you, you can you can like see that. it in the episode when she oh, started yeah. answering answering those questions kind of like, yeah. I'm fine. He said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was, uh, but, you know, once we got back to the camp and, and got that thing going, though, and started doing the calls, man, she was totally on and, and loved it. So, uh, I mean, that's me too. My biggest fear, and I tell everybody whenever I talk, my biggest fear is the woods at night. I'm just not comfortable. And um, but you made it comfortable, even though I wanted to stay about five feet away from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I spent a lot of time out there by myself, and you know, mm-hmm. even when I even during the daytime, people see my videos where I'm hiking alone, and um, yeah, it's, I guess it can be dangerous. I mean, but. I've just been doing it enough to where, I mean, I I guess the best way for me to put it is when I'm out there, I feel like I'm at home, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. Us too. yeah. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I do have, there's some moments when I'm by myself. I mean, I, I get that eerie feeling every once in a while out there. It comes over you. It happens, you know, because yeah. um, there's something out there alerting your whatever you yeah. want to call it, but you know, <laughs> I get the, I, I do get those feelings. So, um, but yeah, most of the times I've, like I said, most of the time I'm always calm and relaxed out there. Um, except for that, that can't, same camp spot that, uh, we were in at night. Mm-hmm. There was one time back into 2015 and not just, not just a situation across the road. Another yeah. time while I was, while I was hunting there, I was at camp there, and I was sitting there, my just like this. The fire was right here off to my left. My vehicle was right there. And in the far distance in the woods up behind me, I'm hearing, like, uh, some movement. You can tell that it's distant. Then all of a sudden, I'm hearing what sounds like a stampede, and it's, like, getting closer. Mm. And I'm listening. Am I hearing what sounds like heavy foot? Because you... 
I don't know. It just I couldn't really make it out. And then all of a sudden, it's getting closer and closer. And I was like, that sounds like a bunch of feet running, stomping through the woods. Serious. I was like, it got to the point where it was getting so close. I literally got up out of my seat, turned around, faced the woods. And yelled out, hey, you know, I was by myself. I didn't know what else to think because this stampede, well, as I'm calling it, is exactly what it sounded like was a stampede of some heavy footfall. And whatever it was, you could hear whatever did, did like a complete, like, whatever, 90 degree turn. I like turned and booked off just out of view. And you could hear them run across the road. I didn't know what the heck it was. I, after I, they ran across, I grabbed my spotlight and my gun, and and I was, like, looking in the woods. And, well, first of all, you could see a bunch of deer, like, down in the I, – I, like, I got a glimpse of deer. You could see him running, like, in this little ear, like, back and forth. I said, what the heck? And I got to thinking. I said, you know what? They were being chased. Yeah. I said, that heavy footfall wasn't just from them. There was yeah. something chasing them. Wow. And – so, yeah, I was kind of on edge. Even after they ran away, I was like, I, I believe that's where, the, you know, like, I don't know. The thought was, like, are they running in that area? I mean, is that where they run and push them to or what, you know? Because, uh, I mean, the deer, yeah, I understand the deer bed down and feed in there. The water's over there, you know. And, but uh, I, but the thing is, my experiences uh, in my encounters, the, the squatchers are over there, you know. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't understand their pattern. I believe they come down off the high ridges, you know, and and come down to the low ground at night. But then again, you know, they might have been a, uh, maybe a different group of them or whatever, but they were pushing them through. But, uh, yeah, that was another time that happened in 2015. So, um, have, you, have you ever, um, this is just curiosity, trail canned the areas up in there? To see if you could capture anything, like trail cameras. Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually got four of them in the woods out there now. So. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, I I've had them out there. Um, I went and picked them up a couple months ago, and took them home to re, uh, review them. Um, I've had coyotes, um, raccoons, and a lot of deer. Uh, I, but nothing out of the ordinary. But the cool thing I caught on it at that time was two bucks fighting each other with a doe right there. They were they were headbutting mm -hmm. and yeah. I was like, how cool is that to capture that on video? <laughs> so um so yeah, I actually went out about a week later and set them up. They've been out there for almost three weeks right now. So okay. um okay. I plan on picking them up next weekend when I go out there. So wow. yeah. Uh, because yeah. I put them in this one area because I had them spread out in different areas. I had she had one down on the West Virginia side and I mean they were all spread out pretty well but so this time, I actually put them all in the same area where I got most of the wildlife, wildlife activity. Mm -hmm. I just spread them out in uh, different positions and angles, um, hoping that maybe I might capture a little bit more of something this time. I, you know, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to capture a Bigfoot on them. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, you know, right. yeah, it definitely would. I, I was just thinking about that, about trying to get more coverage into an area especially those areas that you know are active in there oh yeah to see if you can actually come up on something you know i would love to have one of those thermal drones and just fly it over the tree line oh god yeah see what you could see you know just yeah light it up well this is the time of year something like that would be 
I think productive when the canopy's down right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. But so oh, give it another month or two. It's going to start being real thick in there again. So, <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask this question, uh, Dan, before. I don't know if I have or not, but I'm, I'm curious because I've heard people answer this question. Do you figure, well, it's a two-parter. Um, one, do you figure that Sasquatches have the same lifespan as known primates? And two, do you think they're sophisticated enough to discard of a remains once one may have passed away? Is there a reason why we have not discovered the remains of a deceased one? Well, uh, to answer the first part of the question, I've actually uh, often thought of that myself. Um, well, that could go either way because there's a lot of people that believe that they are some type of human. Mm -hmm. Um then again, you got the ones that dismiss them being a primate altogether. Scientifically speaking, us as humans, we're human primates. Chimpanzees, gorillas, baboons, and so forth. Those are your non-human primates. Um, of course, yeah, your average lifespan of a you know non-human primate is usually up to fifty years, thirty-five, anywhere from thirty-five to fifty years. Some in captivity have lived up to fifty, fifty-five years. Um, so it makes you wonder. So if they are anything different, uh, they could live longer. So there's no scientific or no data or facts on that, but, uh, we can only make assumptions or, you know, on that. Um, your other question, where are the remains? That's always been a, uh, a very good question, especially when it comes from skeptics. Uh, you know, People say, why we have all this technology and, you know, people always in the woods and this, why haven't we found their remains? When I get questioned that, I always come back with another question. My first question is, well, we have bears, we have mountain lions, just to name a couple of examples of mm -hmm. predators. We, we have these species. We know they exist, but why haven't we found their remains of the ones that have died of natural causes? Yeah. So... <clears throat> So, the, and then with that being said, then I go into the best way I know how to explain is, well, one, bears, I'll use bears, for example, bears, you know, even cats, cats, bears and cats, they know their time of death when they become ill. A lot of them go into hiding and sometimes they'll go down into a deep ca uh, cavern or, or underneath some hidden fallen timber. Um, and I believe over time they'll die off, you know. Like I said, and then you got to consider the decay process and the other rodents and critters that eat away at the remains. Um, another thing I like to point out to people too. Now, even with deer, like I have found deer kills and even old ones where I've accidentally kicked up their bones, not realizing it. But these are old deer bones where the moss, the earth has taken over, mm -hmm. and and then again, you have to add in the leaf litter, the pine litter, everything that falls every year, it adds a coating to the ground. I call it a natural blanket to the ground. But so a lot of this adds more, uh, it makes it more, they, yeah, they make it more hidden. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, these species, uh, when it comes to Sasquatch, my belief on them is one, there's a possibility and I can't prove this, but there's a possibility when they go in, or when they die, we don't know this, but 
there's a possibility that they could be cannibalistic. Um, there's another possibility that they might bury their own dead. Um, and the reason I'll suggest that is because our non-human primates have been observed doing that. Um, that's entertaining the thought if they are anything similar to them. Uh, in my honest opinion, I do believe Sasquatch is some type of primate. Just as of right now, he's unclassified. Uh, we don't know where he falls under that line of primate. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to speak where I'm not jumping all over the place here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a uh, those possibilities, I believe, are right now where we could maybe consider um, burying their own dead, um, the other species uh, being cannibalistic. Um, and then again, just like bears and cats, when they go in, when they get ill, they go into hiding. Uh, we don't know where they hide. There's fairies that B Bigfoot lives on the ground. There's probably caves mm -hmm. and caverns that we're not aware of, you know. Um, so, yeah, to me, these are the possibilities. But again, we have to consider the bears and the cats. We haven't discovered them yet uh, of their natural death. But, um, yeah, I have found, I actually have found bear kills out in the woods. But you can see the coyotes attack a bear, you know. I've seen signs of evidence of what's killed those animals i found bear scat i mean bear hair and coyote scat um mm -hmm. so yeah i mean other predators will gang gang up on the smaller bears they might be either young or possibly even ill you know <laughs> but um so yeah i, I hopefully i made sense and not confusion yeah, too right. much that's <laughs> so, good yeah and yeah. down there for uh patrick is asking what part of Virginia are you from? We're we're all from the Shenandoah Valley, from Augusta County, Virginia. Yes. And, uh, where Daniel, you investigate out in West Augusta area. Yes. So, uh, and but, yeah, that's yeah. where we're from, Virginia. Yeah, we're, we're almost. All, we all live right here in Fishersville together, pretty much, right? Daniel, you, where do you live? You live in Fishersville? No, I'm in Cremora. I'm about 25 Cremora. minutes from you. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, same county, but <laughs> yeah, same yeah. County. yeah. <laughs> I just want to yep. call that down there. I just want to answer that, but um, yeah, I, I'm almost another curious question from me for you. Do you believe that um, government has any type of uh, investigations and type of Bigfoot investigations stuff like that? I just remembered seeing. It's like I said, I relate a lot back to Expedition Bigfoot because I tried to prepare myself before we went out with you uh, just by watching, which I think is probably one of the better ones. Um, you know, they were showing a lot of areas that were cordoned off by the government where there was a right. lot of activity and stuff that they were doing. And it was kind of like off limits. They couldn't go in it. Do you, do you believe in any of that? Um, well, honestly... I believe wholeheartedly that the government does know and are fully aware of these uh, creatures or subjects. Or, um, and, and the same goes for a lot of our mountain lions. I know for a fact that they exist here in Virginia right, right. Uh, and other surrounding states. And there's several other states where people have reported seeing these and they call the authorities. And the authorities blatantly come out and tell that ain't what you saw. Right. I've had I had people tell me that very same thing that responded to my blogs that live just in the surrounding counties. You know, um, I mean, I saw one 
also in 2015, I wasn't alone. I had a buddy of mine at the time. We both started together right out there across the entrance of the lake. It crossed the road on us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hold on. I'm trying to get my thought. I'm losing my train of thought. Um, so, yeah, yeah, as far as the government authorities, you know, I don't believe, the reason I believe they are not going to come out publicly and say such a thing for the same very very same fact where they deny that we have mountain lions here, um, the local authorities and the uh, DNR or whoever, you know, um, because a couple things, I believe this is my theory and my belief on the subject of Bigfoot, well, even with mountain lions, if the public was to become aware of this, if they would announce that, you know, because there's people that go by what they say, you know, people are followers by what every authority figure says. But if Bigfoot was ever pronounced to be an existing species, as many of us do know that he does exist, but if the government was to come out and tell the people this, and I think there would be a lot of legal issues that would start taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have this bipedal humanoid figure that's living and existing in our woods. Well, wait a minute. We're going to have to stop building these subdivisions. We're going to stop logging. You know, I mean, all this economic work that's taking place because back when the, uh, well, back in the early days back from the 1960s up through the early 90s, but the spotted owl was discovered on a few different occasions, but the last time it was discovered, it got put on the endangered species list out there. I believe it was Washington state. And when that went on the endangered species list, the logging industry came to a dead stop. Mm. And I can't recall how long it stopped, but it put a hurting on the economy out there. Mm. And, and I believe for economic reasons, as well as fear, the fear factor, I believe that's why a lot of them are going to be quiet about it. You know, um, I mean, I've had game wardens come check up on me on camp, knowing that I put cameras out in the woods, and they'll tell you they don't want you leaving them out there. But if, you, if you're camping out there, uh, they don't mind if you use them while you're camping, but they right. said take them, take them out when you leave, you know. What, mm-hmm. what do they want us not to see, you know. I mean, what's out there that, yeah. you know. So, I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of them are trained to say, hey, you, they're not allowed to have this. Make sure people are not having these out there, this and that. Yeah, I've had cameras stolen from me out there, you know, some good ones. You know? <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's a chance you take leaving them out there. Right. You know, it's public right. property, you know. But, uh, so, but yeah, that's my take on it. I mean, between the economy and the fear factor, because if the public became aware of even the mountain lions, a lot of people would, you know, would become fearful of, well, I'm not going out in those woods. I'm not going in that national park. You know, people stop spending money and spending the time to go out there, you know, yeah. and, and who knows what else. But so, right. yeah, I, I believe, I mean, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, Thank you. So, sorry, I have a bad habit of rambling on when I'm explaining. Oh, something. No. <laughs> no, so, yeah, yeah I can, kind of like with the whole UFO thing. It's like people theorize that the reason why the government hasn't come out and formally announced they exist is because, you know, what if the public thought that we're not in charge of the skies or, and you have the whole religious thing, you know, with, well, this is that, what is God? 
You know, and I get that would be a gigantic floodgate opening up if they came out and said, you know, Bigfoot exists. He's in the woods right here. They they do is it's a living thing. Well, is it man? Is it a primate? You know, does evolution come into play? I could see it opening up a giant floodgate that they would not want to have because it would lead to pretty much anarchy with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what is real, what is not, what have we been told, what else may be existing that we don't know about that's been held yeah. back from us. Yeah. So I, I can see how that would be just a PR nightmare. Right. Yeah, total chaos. And a, a lot of these, um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Um, conspiracy, uh, uh, what do you call it? Conspiracy uh, theory. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them would be, a lot of them will probably end up being proven real. You know, like, okay, this guy, these guys have been telling all these stories all these years. There's truth behind it now, you know? Right. So, <laughs> but I think, um, about, I think it's about ready to start happening with the UFO stuff. Yeah. Right? Because now you've got the government more involved. You, you're, you're having more sightings. You're, you know, so I, I think we're, we're on the edge of, of finding out more about that here very soon. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think it's it's even with the sea. You look yeah. in the ocean. For the longest time, the government was spent money, all this money, to explore the depths of the ocean. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can say the space race, you can do whatever you want to do, but all of a sudden, something must have happened to the point where they just want to go just to space, and they quit doing a lot of exploration of deep sea. So maybe mm-hmm. what did they see that they did not want to see? And where they go back yeah. up, you know, does the megalodon still exist? Does creatures like creatures like the kraken actually exist? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm envisioning in my head there's a giant book somewhere like real, 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 real. <laughs> you just keep going. Yeah. Well, it's, it, all this, all these different thoughts and theories and whatever these beliefs, you know what it boils down to as far as the thought that runs through my head is. Um, it's the newer the movie from uh what's it Lost World I think it is uh, yeah. where where their adventures and journeys are based off of uh, Jewel Burns' books you know and you know it makes you you know he, Jewel Burns these stories and these uh whatever it, I mean it was for one thing it was a fun movie and 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 the details they point out in the book where they went on these journeys they found like hey it does exist it's real this place is real. You know, makes me think that there's a yeah, like you said, there's a book out there that's got all this information in it that we don't know about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so absolutely. Um, tell you Man. what, guys. Um, for one thing, I appreciate you guys asking me questions because I I need practice because I'm going to be on a podcast on Monday where I'm the guest. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's uh they're going to be broadcasting out of 105.3 New Orleans. So oh, yeah, wow. yeah, so nice. it's a big yeah, one. yeah. It uh, sounds like it's a pretty decent one. Uh, the lady, the the host of it, she told me she's a we're almost as big as Sasquatch Chronicles. I said no way. <laughs> so, but yeah. they broadcast on all the different. Uh, podcast platforms as well youtube and all the good stuff so right. it should yeah. be fun so <laughs> yeah good. absolutely uh, tell you what we're going to get ready to call it a night but is there anything that you guys want to throw out there for the listeners because uh for the record uh yeah anything you want to throw out there because this will also be on iHeartRadio, uh pandora spotify because after I uh, down, download all this it goes i put it on my online radio program and it, it goes everywhere so yeah 
Go ahead, Lyle. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> oh, <we're talking. laughs> well, if you want to find any of our upcoming events for Haunted Nights Paranormal Events, we are on Facebook, Haunted Nights Paranormal Events. Um, so, but type in the whole thing, Haunted Nights Paranormal Events, um, and you'll find us. All of our events are there, and then all of the links to all of the ticket links are on our Facebook page. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. Um, same with Hometown Haunts. We're, we're only on Facebook right now, but um, if you follow myself, if you follow Lyle or Tana or even Daniel, I know he shared the links before. Mm-hmm. Um, everything you need is right there. We're really active on social media. We like to keep everybody informed. Um, we have some upcoming events coming. Uh, we have, of course, next weekend we'll be in Gettysburg at the Gettysburg Academy, which is a really cool place that was one of the original uh, schools in Adams County, which involves Gettysburg. And it was also a field hospital after the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, so that's a first location for us with Dinner with a Ghost. Um, then we'll be uh, at the Gip Mansion right after that. And then we'll be at the Exchange Hotel. Uh, we just announced we're going back to Dunlora and Mineral, and then we back to St. Albans, back to Octagon. So we're, we're going to be making a lot more announcements here very, very soon with all of our upcoming dates. Uh, we do a lot of events with the Wraith Chasers from the Travel Channel. Uh, great guys. They're our brothers. Um, and, of course, you know, all the stuff we do on Paraflix. I'll let Lyle take Paraflix, uh, all the cool stuff we do on there. <laughs> yeah, all the cool stuff on Paraflix. Uh, yeah, Miss Natalie's taking good care of us. Um, we have our series called The Twisted Realm, which has been a part of Paraflix since the beginning, um, March of 2021. Um, we are we do have our full first season there, and uh, we've got an episode from season two. Like I said, we've got three more season two episodes coming this year. Um, and then, of course, we've got our new hot uh, um, series, Hometown Haunts, um, that's getting a lot of attention. So uh, our second episode is getting ready, like we said at the beginning of the show, getting ready to come out here within the next couple of weeks. Um, we've got a press release that's getting ready to come out on it, and then we'll be announcing the date. Um, so, And we're lining up more of those uh, filmings. So you know, if you do have a cool story, uh, something that's happened, something about your town, uh, something that we would like for us to come and, and document for you. And, um, you know, we love to come and document and we, we love to be able to come and do a little bit of investigating of what that particular thing is, whether it like Daniel, Bigfoot, St. Albans, spirits, urban legends, who knows, um, cold cases, things like that. I mean, we, we want to take this investigative realm outside of paranormal as well so uh ufos you got any sightings you got anything that we can come document and and share your story with people um that's what it's all about that's what hometown haunts is proud of this series you know really it's uh myself brandon and tana that do all the work um you know we just come it's the three of us like daniel you experienced it with us brandon Mm -hmm. and i carry the cameras and Tana's pretty much there for the investigation and and her her mediumship that she uses at times. And, um, you know, we have a blast. I think we're, we have a lot of fun doing this series. And um, so just pay attention to that. If you haven't got Paraflix, I saw some people on here talking about it. Check it out, really. I mean, great content. 
you're getting, believe it or not, you're actually starting to see more cryptid content on there as well. Um, you know, ever since uh, we started, we released ours, next thing you know, you start seeing more, which is great because I want to see all I can of that. And, um, but uh, everybody that's been in the, the chat, um, great friends of ours, people, people we don't know, we hope we get to meet you at uh, Daniel's event coming up in June. And we're also going to be at the other one, Daniel, the uh, Forest County. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, yes. That's right. The Forest County Bigfoot Festival in Marionville, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's yeah. taking place June 9th, 10th, and 11th. So, right. And we got to be a part of that one as a paranormal. So uh, we're, we're excited to come and share our story about what we do and, and about the, you know, the Beast of Elkhorn Lake episode and stuff like that. So um, if you come out, we look forward to seeing you. And uh, if you get a chance, check out some Haunted Nights events. We'd love to have you come participate with us. So, But, Daniel, thank yeah. you, bud. We appreciate your, your friendship and, thank you. and uh, taking care of us. And um, we look forward to working together again soon, man. Oh, yeah, very much so. And, yeah, real quick, I wanted to throw out there, as far as Paraflix goes, if you guys could afford to get Netflix, Paraflix is so much cheaper. <laughs> so much cheaper. I mean... I, I got Netflix. That's because I got a buddy of mine's login information he lets me have. So, but anyway, yeah, that's anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars a month. But you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, Paraflix is uh, got so much content on it. You know, but yeah, you if you have not watched it, you guys got to check out the Hometown Haunt series right. for sure. Um, and real quick before we go off here, uh, Lyle and Brandon, if you guys could sit tight after we go off air, uh, sure, we'll go over. I wanted to go over a couple things real quick. So, and again, thank you guys very much. And as you know, we go live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. However, <clears throat> there will not be a episode next Friday. I will be out in the woods. So, um, I will share on the YouTube um, uh, community section where I post other episodes and stuff that I try to promote. And also, if you follow me on Facebook, um, you'll see other content that I promote and yeah, I'll be a live guest on a show Monday night. I believe that was at nine, 8, 9 o'clock. Yeah, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. So that should be interesting. That'll be live. Um, so anyway, guys, thank you again for uh, coming on. If you have not done so, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, I'll be back. Thank, thank you, guys. You. Thank you all. all right.